Micro Comedy Podcast. All right. Open Micro Comedy Podcast number I don't remember. It's been a while. Podcast. There's been a pandemic in the middle. So, um, mm-hmm. and we are here, uh, just me, Jamie, as usual, hosting, and Maximo, as always. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are here joined by Al. Hey. Yes. Hey, the, the great Al. How do you say your last name? Bamani. Bama- hey, you got it. Woohoo! Bamani. Give this man a cookie. All right, yeah, I, I could use a cookie. We're all back with Al and cookies. Special guest. Special guest Al. We met Al. Where did we meet Al? At the Tragedy Factory show. Yeah, the Tragedy Factory show. Our friend, uh, the uh, ex-co-host uh, Zio. Yes. Put together. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, Al was one of the comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah, we loved your set. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, we just find your 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 comic persona and like ideas like really unique. Yeah, they're 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 uh, think pieces. You know, like like the other comics have simple jokes. You have jokes that you have to kind of think about. You know, <laughs> like I love that. <laughs> yeah, like would you would you consider yourself like um like a like a big fan of puzzles? Life is a puzzle. Life is a puzzle. I'm do a fan you, of life. Yes. Do you live life like a puzzle? It is just, a puzzle. It's yeah. just it's it's just craziness. I lived the comics uh, nightmare uh, right before that show. Uh, we did. Uh, we helped out. I helped out a little bit. It, it's shake and bake, and I helped a little bit. The Tragedy Factory is pretty cool. Uh, Zio, there's two parts to being a producer, and Zio was there. One part is Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, asses and seats. You know, okay, yeah, Zio is pretty blunt about stuff yeah. like that. And the second part is being Kermit the Frog on the Muppet Show, running around and trying to handle all the different personalities. Yeah. So yeah. it's so it's like, you know, and you know, the first show was done at the Ren Theater, which was the week before Zio actually got like four shows mm-hmm. literally in one month. Mm-hmm. So and she actually and she doesn't, she's learning how to work with the team. And she's got a good team, and it's just, it's always, you know, in, in comedy, it's you're around your own, you're on your own folks. Comics recommend other comics. Comics have other tech skills and literally comes together like stone soup. Right. Yeah. What is stone soup? Stone soup. It's the old. It's really fascinating. Yeah. The old legend where uh, I'm making soup, so I'll put a stone in there, and some kid looks around, what's that? I'm making stone soup. Well, how do well, you make that? Wait, does that have anything to do with Medusa? Nah, they just <laughs> that stoned soup. Uh, basically, one kid adds in a, a care, another kid. It's like a big con job. So by the end of the thing, they got this like great freaking soup, you know. Uh, you, you know, well, I, I I think I asked you like a bit earlier, like yeah. As far as like puzzles concerned, like what like what puzzle would you think uh, life is like most? Ooh, what sort of puzzle? It's pretty. It's the Squid Games. Oh, Squid Games. Nah, huh? nah it's a Squidward Games. No, it's um, I it's it's a uh, it's like you're pretty much life is pretty much literally each room each time you interact with somebody the rules keep changing and nobody tells you is what it is. It's like going. But, yeah, that is like the Squid Game. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. you pretty much the rules go, change, but ru- nobody tells you that the rules change. Right, because everybody operates off their own different rules, just like different families mm-hmm. operate off of different rules. Yeah, so you, you, some would say that is the puzzle. Yes, is finding the rules for the room that you're in. Right, right? and there are no rules with anything. 
Yeah, it's like it's like it's all it's it's almost less like a, a a fair puzzle, but more like like some cheap ass carny trying to trick you <laughs> yeah. out of your money. The puzzle I'm trying to learn is how to connect with human beings and how to get those crazy ideas in my head communicated so they can laugh at the same time. Where do you think you get your comedic ideas the most? Despair. Uh, mostly lack of being able to communicate. What seems reasonable to me seems downright crazy to other people. Okay, well, but talk talk about despair. Like, what do you mean by despair? It's just knowing that uh, you're gonna lose. It's, it's the it's the you're gonna lose no matter what you're gonna do. You're gonna fucking lose. You know you know how they have those toxic positivity people say. What would you do if you could never fail? No. What could oh, you do if you could never win? <laughs> so that's, what would is you that, do? Is that your philosophy yes. of life? Is... What would you do if you could never win? Uh, Fuck it. Go for it. Whoa. Whoa. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, yeah. that's fucking yeah. awesome. I'm so, not I mean, going to get that sitcom. You, you... I'm going to get passed up by people. But fuck it. I can connect on a night with somebody. And they connect with me. We communicated. We don't communicate anymore. I've seen grown-ass adults have fucking Facebook conversations in real life. You should have something like that in your set. Like, like I'm yeah, yeah, I love that. that this I is, love, I love that, that idea. Yeah. yeah. No, because like I think that's what kind of like uh, what uh, struck us about your set. You know, was that there's like this persona you that's like trying to be this entertaining person. Yeah. And then there's like these peaks, these little moments where like. The, the kind of despair you peaks out. You know? Yeah, and that's really and, and, fascinating. Yeah, and, th- and that yeah. peaks out like you trying to like hold in this kind of Hulk persona that you can see kind of brooming. You yeah, know? Like, because you have to. But, you but, have, but not, yeah. a, not a lot of people get it. Yeah, nobody, that's like I, people that's don't really get it. That's what frustrates me. Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, that's okay. Eventually, like. People did you, didn't get and, Andy Kaufman, you know. No, well. Like, oh, at the time, you know, at the right. time. But like the persona is like, wow, that was that's an interesting fucking persona. You know, right. It, it, it takes time. It takes like I've been in comedy for 21 years, unfortunately. 21 years. Wow. That's a long time. I yeah. spent the first 15 of them in Houston, Texas, which was an entirely different scene. Mm-hmm. And I got to see when Houston had its own version of the comedy store called The Laugh Stop. And okay. I got to see Hedberg, Stanhope record a couple of albums, uh, Tom Rhodes, Joey Diaz a lot, Rogan, uh, Jim Gaffigan, um, Daniel Tosh, Margaret Cho, like, and so many names and people that just kind of came in in that scene were folks that just made me look like a runt. Mm-hmm. So it's just, and, and it's like, and Texas has its own mythology for comedy because you got the, it's the same. Oh, yeah, that reminds me. Like, uh, so, so, so I remember, like, uh, yeah, one of, one of your jokes about, like, like, you know, a Texas, Texas, and uh, and Iran, like yeah, uh, what, yeah. Like, what, what, what would you say? Like, what, where, where did that come from? Like, what what is your writing process like in general? It, well, I remember the premise of the joke. Is yeah, people are always getting Texas and Iran confused. Yeah, and I think that itself is hilarious. Yeah, because who the fuck is getting Texas and Iran confused? Well, they kind of are. Other, yeah. Well, it's look. I'm Mexican and Iranian, and and I grew up with people projecting what they think I'm going to be because people believe ethnic stereotypes are destiny, you know? Because if you believe in full ethnic stereotypes, then apparently I am predestined to open and rob the Quickie Mart, but um bump, you know? Or it's, and I grew up with fellow Texans misread 
misread me being a half Iranian as full-blooded what they see on TV. And then I'm seeing fellow Californians see all Texans as gun-toting Trumpers and stuff like that. That, you know, so that's how I see Texan, Texas and Iran mixed up. So, so you so, so you, inside inside your life it's inside Texas, my life okay. that's mm. my filter right so how does my filter connect and it's like two things that don't make sense but I'm gonna try to make them sense because I found common ground so, so what do you say like uh, it, it seems like you have a, a like a struggle with like either black in and white thinking either within yourself or with other people like it's other people, but it's also with me because we all fuck up. Because okay. we're all going to lose. Remember that. Buy my book. Buy their book. Get their 10-podcast <laughs> course for $20,000. You, too, can be awesome at losing uh, product placement. Trying to get product placements for this podcast. <laughs> you, know, you know, speaking of, like, th- those kind of <laughs> toxic positivity uh, yeah. notions, like, I, I remember earlier you were, you were talking about how like you're you're kind of frustrated with like uh, w- what it's like in, in construction like 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 your your boss told you to to man up or something. every job yeah so you the, work so this I, is weird right like, let's work, back up a little bit because yeah, you're, you're yeah. a comedian right? yes and you don't look like you work in construction like I, I don't know you're talking I about hand black and people white tool, I hand people tools I hand people tools that's right. what I do right uh, now but. But you what are, are you work in construction and no, I also don't. in comedy. I, I, no, I don't work anywhere. I've been mm. working under the table since I've been in California. I've had maybe one or two regular jobs where you clock in, you collect a paycheck. Like one or two of those, everything else is under the table. Um, I may I, I swore to God I'd never work for an app ever again in my life. Mm-hmm. Have you done uh, that before? Oh, I did that when yeah. I first moved to LA. I was delivering DoorDash and yeah. And I was doing Uber, and then I Uber, DoorDash, live in your car. That's the community. didn't live that's in the, the car. That's the co- comic th- trio, right? Didn't <laughs> live the in trinity. the car. I have a couch now. I moved right. up. Yes, <laughs> you know, used to be a closet. Hooking up with Harry Potter fans, swiping his lefticus. Okay, call wow. back. I remember that joke. <laughs> so, uh, how did you get into construction, or, or like no, whatever it is you do? In whatever. Sometimes it's pet sitting. Sometimes mm. I'm looking after a cat. Okay. Sometimes I'm looking after a dog. Sometimes I'm handing somebody tools. Sometimes I'm being cursed at. You're literally handing somebody tools? Yes. So you have have a box of tools? I don't have a box of tools. They have the tools. What what is like the official title of this? Like a hand me man? No. It's Al. Can you do this? Oh, okay. (laughs) It's Al. And this is for like real construction jobs? No, I... Or is it like a like a it's not like it's I'd say you? more of a handyman thing. Okay. okay, it's more of a handyman thing, you know. But it's is it's, it through a company or is no, it a friend of yours? It's just random people. Where do you it's, find? These I don't. Fi- I don't know where I find these random people. <laughs> They're in MacArthur Park, man. You go to MacArthur Park. You get under a bridge. You meet a troll. You answer these three questions, and, and this troll is going to give you employment. <laughs> That's how you make it in LA, man. Then you uh, talk to this other troll who's in the who's in the uh, what do you call it? Sacred area of the comedy store, right between the gate. You're going to have people show up to the comedy store, going to the gate looking for a troll. <laughs> That's a very like uh, LA kind of story in a way is to <laughs> to come here and and like and and do like uh, quirky odd jobs in a yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah. T- talk to us about how you got this particular job though, because it's such a 
a, a kooky kind of job. Like it's we're just handing people tools, right? They're just handing people tools. Just yeah. handing tools. But like somebody like was like, hey, I need somebody to hand me tools. It was can like, hey Al, can you? It started off as, hey Al, can you build this dollhouse for me? A dollhouse. Whoa! You what? built a dollhouse. I built a dollhouse. <laughs> did you make Back it out of balsa wood or something? You like, you built a dollhouse out of like did it have no, the it parts? No, co- it had the parts. Okay, you so you just together. connected. They the just felt dollhouse. emasculated from uh, you know you have this dude okay. who, you know who does real shit like you know real shit mm-hmm. welding and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know. Building a dollhouse was beneath it, and you know, at the same time, you so know, so he, he was like a friend of yours. No, I yeah, think, I think building a dollhouse is really cool, actually. Yeah, but I, I, you know what? And at the time, my mom had um, was hospitalized for uh, diabetes. Mm-hmm. Good oh, news, wow. everybody. Mom quit taking drugs. Bad news, it was her insulin. Walk, I remember that walk, joke walk. as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, life will kick you, knock you on your ass. So just a friend gave you this job to Bra- build a dollhouse. Bu- yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and then this was that wild. escalated up to... And escalated to eventually mm-hmm. handing tools, you know, stuff like fixing gates and stuff like that. But it's, Interesting. But it's all random. It's not intentional. It's all random. There's no rhyme or reason to any of this. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's all random work. I once interviewed to produce a podcast for an agency and then it was bait and switch went to this agency and they said well we're looking for an intern a volunteer oh no pay (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck you um, oh my god! Oh, and I said it that didn't sound like that but uh yeah I'm really fascinated like uh do you know a lot about like Batman, like the whole Batman uh, world and, and mythology. No, well, yes, that's I can. Like, okay, who would you consider to be your favorite Batman villain? Rachel Ghoul. Oh wow! Wow, I did not Rachel expect Ghoul. that at all. Yeah, I mean, he was in the first. Reasons he was in the first one of the first, you know, Nolan Batman, right? Yes, he uh, yeah, was. Yeah. He was the overarching yeah. villain the entire thing, man. Yeah, exactly. He ca- kind of connected back to it. And third the third one, one yeah, his yeah. daughter. Right, tell you. Definitely not the most compelling Batman villain, I But think, he's, you know. you know, it's pretty much, it's Lex Luthor if he was successful. That's Rachel Ghoul. Mm. Like a successful Superman villain. Like Why Rachel Ghoul? Why not yeah, the yeah. Joker? Yeah, why like, not the Joker or the or Riddler, Riddler or, or Two-Face? Or, or even Mister Freeze, like uh, I do like I do like the uh, or Kite Man, Kite Man. Kite Ooh, who's Man? Kite I don't Man? even know who Kite Man is. He's a stand-up comic known as Jonathan Kite. Uh, he was on Two Broke Girls. No, uh, Kite Man is an obscure uh, Batman villain who flies around in a giant kite, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and wow. his name Charlie Brown. Oh, what does he do on his? Giant he kite? flies on kites and steals stuff. Is what he does, wow. and he hooks up with poison ivy. Um, but he was like a um, a henchman in the war between the Joker and the Riddler. Okay, and the and while he was like being ping pong, like Batman beats him up and he sends a message to the Riddler. Then Riddler beats him up. He sends a message to a Batman, and then Batman beats him up. He gets sent to the Joker. And he's visiting. Damn, his... So he, he sounds like a, a real punching. Bag. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's a good choice. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never I, heard of this kite. Yeah, I, I love this kite. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I love, yeah, I love the idea of a kite. <laughs> just like yeah, like Jesus. He's just flying bat, around. Bat, 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 bat. It's it's like a Three Stooges. 
And then the Joker kills him by poison, or the Riddler oh, kills him. By, kills oh. his son. He kills his son. Yeah, Holy with kites, shit. with a poison kite string. A po- what? What the fuck? So being Gotham City, that's how you crack. <laughs> After being beaten up by Batman, the Riddler, and the Joker, and then your kid gets killed. Well. Guess I'm going to put on this giant kite. So that's when he gets the kite. That's when he gets the oh, kite. Oh, he doesn't have the kite beforehand. Yeah. I see. In a way, like, in a way, Kite Man is, uh, is, is, there's something more realistic about him than, than the Joker, in a way. Like, yeah. He's like the unsuccessful villain, right? That doesn't get to the Joker level. In a know. way, Joker is, is a fantasy of what, People like kite, kite Man want to be. K I T E. Do not get us canceled. <laughs> no, no, I, I said kite. They're just very similar sounding. Words. I understand. <laughs> okay, so let, let's back up. I want to. I want to know about uh, your kind of life as a comedian and just as a human in general. Yeah. Like, what was What was your yeah. life like in Texas? Yeah. Let's yeah. start from the beginning. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, what was yeah. Your, were you like? Uh, yeah. What, what, was, was, what was your What early was grade school like? like? You know. What were your I went about like? six elementary schools by third grade. Six wow, elementary six, schools. All in Texas. All in Houston. All in one city. Wow. Well, Houston and maybe <laughs> Sugarland adjacent, what? which is. Wait, you went to six different elementary schools by, th- by third grade. My parents divorced, and you know. Wow. What geez. the fuck? That's wild. They, well, all they all do- inside Houston. So you were an army brat, like traveling. No, it was literally place. in the same city. <laughs> wow. I got to. I've I got never to. Heard s- that I got to see many sides of the city. Oh, it's wow. like many people don't see their cities. If your parents get divorced, you get to see a lot of your city. <laughs> I got oh, wow. I you know because you also have like the Hispanic daycare system with my mom's my mom's like the oldest of ten kids on the Mexican mm-hmm. side. So I so got your pa- mom is Mexican, your dad but, is Iranian. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So and your mom you 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 uh, your mom divorced your dad. They divorced each other. And uh, then you got your mom was in custody or they got I got passed around and then there was a. Um, Custody battle, mm-hmm. you know. What was their? What were their personalities like? Um, one understates and the other one overstates. Which one is which? Uh, well, well, let's take a guess. Take a guess. Take a guess. I wouldn't imagine do, the do, male do. figure overstates. Wrong. Oh, okay. I guess male so. figure understates. I see. The female figure overstates. What do you mean by <laughs> overstating and understating? Understating is like. Uh, you know, like you know, like the commercial where you know you walk in, you had a crazy day, and somebody asks me, "So, how's your day?" The usual, you mm, know. Okay, that's understating. Understating. Okay. Overstating is like, oh, I, f- you know, oh, I found a penny, and all of a sudden it's like some sort of legend and stuff like that, and Jesus appears, and it was fated to have this penny. Whoa! That was, that was your mom. God, there's yeah, that seems like a opposite attraction right there in a way. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. so fascinating. Was it to like a like a detriment, or like was it, or was it just you know a, a, a quirk, or was it just like you know wild? They're or? just personalities, is mm-hmm. what it is. They're just both radically different personalities, and I got passed around a lot from uncles to aunts to grandparents. That and each time you got passed around, you would go to a different school. Right. Well, I got. Well, my mom would move places, so I got passed around to a different school. So, right. um, like, 
one year like three schools, another year my one year my dad would have me for a year and a half, another year my mom would have me. Fuck, that's just one so year, tumultuous three schools for like one year. Early childhood. Though. I know, seriously. Like did did your parents like remarry or anything? Oh god, no, my father, my my mom had like I had like two stepdads growing up. Okay. And then my then my father's still married to my stepmom and I have a brother. So Okay. Yeah, and my dad's a charming man. He hooked up with my stepmom while he was recovering from hemorrhoid surgery, and she was his nurse. Wow. That's I remember that impressive. in your act, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. That's that, really impressive. That's very impressive. That is some game, considering English is not her or his first language. Yeah. <laughs> well, especially, like, there's something about being able to seduce a woman at a, on a weakened state. Yeah. That's really impressive. That's charming. <laughs> that is charming yeah. AF. It takes a lot of charm. Yeah. yeah. But what did you? I'm sure you didn't realize at the time, but like going to six different schools by the age, like by third grade, that has some kind of effect. I'm sure you learned something that other kids that did not do that, you know, like I'm sure you learned something that they did not know, right? Yeah. Do you so, have like trust issues? <laughs> no, I mean, Who like, doesn't I, have trust yeah. issues. I'm sure, I'm sure there's negatives, but there's also yeah. positives, right? Like, what positives, are some positives and negatives? Positive. Like going to six it's different it's schools? a, it's a great primer to being a comic. Hmm. You're going yeah, from you're different, always introduced to, to new, different new audiences. Things, yeah. New people. So yeah. you went that route. You yeah. went uh, the very social route, right? Because you can go like you can start being a, a like a total introvert and just kind of shut down socially as well, right? Oh, completely. I still shut down occasionally too. You so know? you do both. Yeah. Kind of. Right. So are, would you consider yourself like a natural ambivert or or an introvert that is like fight or an introvert that's like fighting to be an extrovert? Like I'd say an introvert fighting to be an extrovert. Um, like there's certain that like you can get me going, but okay. it just takes a while to just kind of bring me out. Comedy has actually taught me to actually communicate, to read people. I yeah and. I, s- yeah, I find most uh, com- comics are introverts. Like, yeah, the f- but yeah, the vast majority. Um, yeah, but yeah, but yeah g- g- go on. Yeah, words inside my head must keep talking. Mm-hmm. No, uh, so so yeah, you do that till the third grade, and then uh, did you stick to like a grade I stuck school? to like I st- I finally stuck with a grand school. My father got custody of me. And then, but by the time... That's unusual. How did, how did your father get custody of you? They're called lawyers. They're amazing. They're oh, magical wow. individuals. You pay them money. Yeah, that's that's a very rare thing for a father to get custody, right? If you have lawyers, you can do anything. If you have very good lawyers, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. All you need is JC, Johnny Cochran. Hmm. Okay, so you, you're now you're in one school. Right? I'm now in one school, and then it's like, it was literally like going from all the different schools in Houston to a suburb like something out of Dawson's Creek, you know. Wow, something. that must be stressful. Like, were, were you like bullied at all? Of course, of course. I'm the weird kid. Yes. She, what if was that like? Uh, yeah, it you guys sucked. Trade, you guys should trade bullying. Maxwell has some crazy bullying stories. I did. The thing is, is that bullies will still bully you, um, no matter how old you are. That's just that's kinda, true. Yeah. I once snapped on a bully in middle. No, it was in elementary school. At the cafeteria, he took my comic book, and all of a sudden, I just snapped, chased him around, and then I just kind of boom, 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 just Damn. hit him. And then we got taken, and then they gave me three days away from school. That's not a punishment. That's a prize. And you yeah. also get some respect out of that because the other people see Fuck yeah. that you're it's beating no this kid up, right? Prison. Yeah, and then he moved into my class, and apparently he had more friends than me, and the rest of that 
you're sucked. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, and then later on, you check on Facebook, and you find out they got a giant, um, what do you call it, tattoo of a cross on their back, and now they're oh, out of the Oh, that's closet. how it always is. And like, now they're out of the bullets closet. Bullets always convert. Wait, is that out of the closet? Candy, like, out of the closet, like, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you find out things like that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Was that was that just uh, one bully? Or did you have multiple that was bullies? One dude. That was one dude. Mm-hmm. But so you it, got bullied mostly by one guy. Nah, it, eventually you you meet more people and the bullies keep changing. Yeah, every school because you you went to so many different schools, you must have had like a different bully in every school. Well, yeah, some of them were, yeah. you know. But at the same time, you know, if you're weird and you don't connect that much, you're naturally going to get bullied. Uh, I remember I was talking to one of my uncles who passed away. And he was describing to his son what a nerd was. Like, he's describing me. Oh, <laughs> Wait, no. what, was he, what was he describing? You know. They, physical they, characteristics? Physical characteristics. Glasses. So you pencil, always had glasses. Pencil, prote- pencil, pencil protectors. No, you don't want ink to go off in your pants. And you're, you know. Wait, actually, wait, wait, back wait. then, like, uh, pencil protectors were kind of hard to find in right. a store. <laughs> <laughs> but this was Houston. You're around a lot of engineers. Oh, okay. You got a lot of engineers because of the oil companies okay. and NASA. So you had a pencil protector? I had pencil protector. I, and I pocket had, t-shirts? Well, t-shirts I also in? had, like, inks go off in my pants. Wow, you did? Yeah, you wow. know, because you draw a lot. I draw a lot. Oh, you draw a lot. I draw yeah, a lot. we both draw. Yeah, we both draw. Yeah, sketchbook is like the original Facebook. You spend many hours on it creating something. Wow, that's cool. It's, do, you, do you have any, like, favorite artists or styles? or Lots of, Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I like Goya. Francisco I Goya. I knew it. I knew it. Saturn <laughs> devouring his child. With the, with, the, with the symbol, Goya. Good eating. Goya. It, it's, it's one of my favorite paintings. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, then he does all these happy ones and dark ones at the same time. That's mm-hmm. life. So you've been bullied by a lot of different people, right? Yes. What, what do you notice as a commonality between all of the bullies? Insecurity. Insecurity. Okay, this describe. Talk to me about that. It's like, oh, this person, I'm not feeling good, but you know what's gonna make me feel better? Fucking up that person. You know, you know what's kind of fucked up about me is that you know, you know what you know what I think uh, is that uh, you know what my answer to that question is. What? And it's not a good answer. Is that they're all cooler than me? <laughs> Bullshit. You play guitar. You have an awesome guitar, dude. Cooler in terms of like, okay, so do 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 all your bullies have like a similar look when when you were getting bullied? Do they all look similar? No, it's just it's it's pretty much just where they are mentally is what it is. They're all in some sort of dark place mentally, and somehow I just happen to press the wrong buttons at the wrong time, and it just you can't help it. You wow. you cannot help it. Sometimes like. Starting comedy and sucking in 2001, and then a month later, 9-11 happens, and you happen to be Middle Eastern in Texas. Oh, shit. You're going to yeah. get some bullies. Shit. But that, that was when you were older, though, right? So you still, like, even in the 20s and 30s on, you're still bullies. It doesn't though. matter. It's How do they evolve? Because, like, okay, when you're in grade school and junior high and high school, they can, like, do, like, bullying stuff. Well, right? you, like, well think about it. He's, like, a physical. stand-up. So, mm-hmm. like, you're you're going to meet people at their most uninhibited, yeah. too. Right. Because I'd imagine they'd be, like, hecklers going, like, you suck! Fuck you! And like, yeah, is, it, is it hecklers? Like There's hecklers. I mean, the thing is... Would is you it, consider that a bully, a heckler? 
that's a form of bullying. I would. Form of insecurity. Would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the. What do your bullies? What do your stand-up bullies look like? Dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> it feels good. That's right. You have a bully that's that's dead. They're all dead to me. But not actually dead though. Like, but, but like, how do they show up? Like, do do they bully you? Like, are they other comics that bully you? Or are they people that like make fun of you? Like, They're outside dead. the stage or what? Let's see. Um, I have a gunshot wound. Um, guy pointed a gun at me. Said, "You're gonna lose." And I'm like, "Okay." So I knocked the gun out of his hand. Wow! Wait, wait, what? wait, wait! Back up. Yeah, that's back up. This what entire story what? happened. Yeah, what, what, what was this? This is really interesting. This was like. 15 like 2003 so why did he point a gun at you like i don't care <laughs> i don't care you have a gun pointed at me i don't care was he trying to mug you i don't give a shit i did not give a shit you point a gun at me it's not really that's a form of bullying like what, what was the what when where like why this how? was under my apartment june 5th 2003 8 p.m I just happened to uh, my roommate said, hey, here's some money. Go get some sandwiches. Like, okay, grab some Vietnamese sandwiches, get park under my car, get all my sandwiches, getting out of my car. But, you know, it's one of those uh, apartments where the apartments above the parking lot on the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My roommate's out there playing his guitar. Ding, 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 ding. And as I get out of my car, the walls behind me, left of me is my car, Rodney's my other car, and I think what I see is a homeless guy walking towards me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, so you don't know this person at all. No, I'm okay. thinking them. This is the last thing that I need. And before I can even think the word "need" in my head, he points a gun to my face. As close as I am to you, holy shit! Mm-hmm. Says, "Be quiet. Don't do a thing because you're going to lose." Mm-hmm. I just snap, I'm like drop everything down. I yell out "fuck" and I knock the gun out of his hand. How did you That's knock the gun out of him? What did you do? Ass. I jumped. You I just jumped. I ah! <laughs> I jumped, and because he held the gun sideways, because you don't sideways. Yeah, because you don't hold the gun like this unless you're like a John Woo movie or a music video. You hold the gun sideways. That's a gangster way. Yeah, to hold well, your gun, that's right? yeah, and it doesn't. You know, it's a yeah. good way to lose an eye too. Definitely. And it knocks the gun out of his hand. We are both going for the gun at the same time, and he grabs it before I could. Puts it at my foot and pulls the trigger point oh, blank. Oh, shit. Wow. wow. And right when he puts the gun on my foot, I'm like, man, he's not going to shoot. Bam. Now, my roommate hears me drop the sandwiches, and he runs downstairs. Mm-hmm. And he sees and he sees me on top of the dude with my left arm around the guy's neck, my right arm around the guy's arm with the gun on it. And I said, Fred, he shot me. So Fred grabs the gun, throws in the bushes, Starts kicking the dude in the face. Fuck. <laughs> that and is fucking epic. Just some random yeah. guy, huh? Random dude. Oh, and the dude had a did getaway he, did driver. Did he want something? Did he, he had want... a getaway driver that ran off, that drove off as soon as he saw my friend Fred dro- uh, mm-hmm. run downstairs. See, I, you know, I would I would guess is that like that was uh that was probably the most thrilling moment of your life in a way. Second. Second. <laughs> so a year and a half later, 2005. Hold on, hold on. Before we finish that story, uh, what, yeah. what ethnicity was this was this person? Cajun. Cajun. Wow. Cajun. That is so interesting. 
There, there are not a lot of Cajuns in the world. Hmm. And, and he had the Cajun accent. <laughs> he and had everything. a Cajun accent. Give me your money. <laughs> Give me your money. Okay, now we can move on to the the number one thrilling. And I actually sat across from him at the hospital, too. So, uh, whoa. Wait, wait. He was in the hospital next to you? Yeah. Well, he was handcuffed, and he was handcuffed, and he pretty much. And the neighbors actually sat on him to where the cops picked him up. Neighbors (laughs) showed up because when the fighting was happening, there was hooting and a hollering, and we were cursing. And don't curse. There are children here. We called the cops. Good. I, he shot me. I can curse as much as I want. And your foot is probably bleeding pretty badly. It was at this bleeding point. pretty badly, but because it was point blank, the bright side of life, um, it cauterized the wound. If it if it wasn't oh, point Jesus. blank, Jeez. it develops momentum, which causes a bigger hole. So it wasn't that big of a hole, mm-hmm. you know. And whew, that was a motherfucker. <laughs> that must have been painful. Jeez, it's, like the oh, top man. of your foot, like not on the toes, like the it top went of your foot. Top of the foot, so it like oh, went through like at an angle. So like if this is the foot, it went in through here and then out through there. Yeah. Did Did you know? Uh, did you just just try to like, um, you know, just just kind of kind of hold it in place so it wouldn't bleed out? All they did at the hospital was just put towels on top of my foot while it was raised. <laughs> really? That's all they do. If you're ever at the county hospital, bring a book. Oh, my gosh. So you bring a book. Your your phone's going to run out of battery power even if you have a charger thing. I mean, this was before smartphones. This was like, yeah, early 2000s when Hedberg was alive. Yeah, 2003. And, yeah, bring a book. But he was across from me. I gave him the middle finger as you do. Uh, fuck you, <laughs> you know. Jeez. But yeah, that was the second most crazy thing, and I finally got to eat the sandwich. It was delicious. <laughs> was it a Lee sandwich? It was. Ooh, I do like the Lee sandwich. Lee this was are, uh, are cheap. They're like a dollar, and they're fucking oh, delicious. Man, Cali been, sandwich in Houston. Okay. Cali sandwich, really mm. good. Off a of mile of three fifty for a bonny like this size. Mm. Ooh, nice. They make their own French bread every morning. The, I, I I don't care what anybody says, but like the ch- the cheaper the bond me, the better. And, <laughs> <laughs> and they're rude to you when you get there. Yeah, I mean that's just any Asian place. But that's you know. how you know it's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That and there's always cops there eating too. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah, Cali sandwich, Milam in Houston, in Midtown, best sandwiches ever, worth fighting for. Man, if uh, I can't believe like that's only number two. Like, yeah, what's number what's one? What's number one? So number one, uh, this one's more like almost like a it was like a sitcom moment where I met this new friend on her last birthday. Mm. I met her on her last birthday. Turned out she she got terminal cancer mm-hmm. and was dying, and the roommate who helped save me eventually got angry at me and threatened my life with a spatula. And okay, and well, okay. What, why did he get angry at you? My one of my best friends was um, friends with the next door neighbor lady who was j- taking pills and drinking and all sorts of crazy, mm-hmm. you know, neighbor stuff. My my roommate was also my roommate Fred passed away like a year ago. Uh, was a strip club DJ and a comic that played the guitar. We had 
like amazing song parodies and one-liners. Uh, my favorite joke by Jay Fred is, uh, you know, you got a pill problem when your doctor gives you painkillers, and you save them for when you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> When I was little, me and my little brother used to argue in the back seat of the car going, you look like mom. No, you look like mom. No, you look like my mom. Then my dad would pull over and go, pow, pow. Now you both look like mom. Whoa. I like that. <laughs> Jay Fred. I hilarious like dude. This is the guy that saved you. That saved me and then threatened me with a spatula. Still, we, we eventually. A lot of how people, do you th- no, a lot of people threaten others with like a kitchen instruments. Like. It's, it's rarely a spatula. Like, like we, we had a, another podcast guest that got abused with a wooden spoon. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's whatever's available, and all he had available was a spatula. And at the time, I didn't know that he was taking meth. Oh, okay. Because did he have extra meth strength? He was six foot two. Oh, damn. He was a six foot two dude who had the voice of an announcer. And, okay. Uh, yes. Yeah. For a serious sighting, you know, somebody sells you something. On the phone, he sells him something back, you know, with serious sighting. No more messy drip brushes and drippy rollers. Press one, one, now, now, right, the time is now. Uh, but he was, he was a character. He, um, he was a strip club, he, he was a strip club DJ. Was yeah, his, it has a particular kind of music in a strip club. Yes. Like you have to be, you have to really like that kind of music. No, you don't. He hated it. Really? That's kind of that's he really interesting. He hated strip club music, <laughs> and he and strip, he, strip clubs and comedy clubs are just just hand in hand. Well, you know, they like, they go back a hundred years. Yeah, they're, they're, they're they're basically the same fucking thing. You know. Yeah, you know we sti- we pretty much peel off layers of our. That'd be kind of like a cool thing to like go around <laughs> and say like, hey, uh, hey, I'm the the number one DJ in the strip club. He was the um, best at. Uh, best Tuesday and the morning strip club ever. It, they always gave him the crummy shifts, and the okay. reason why they gave him the crummy shifts. What was would you consider a crummy shift for a strip club? Like the 2 Tuesday, p.m., Tuesday you know. at two p.m. Yeah. Wait, wait, it's open at two p.m. Yes, yeah. Yeah. people that have even addictions, make yo. That's where you get all like the the giant ugly uh, women that are. Just it is kind of weird to strip in an afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> like a, yeah, a week, but a you gotta <laughs> feed the kids. <laughs> Like, the, I mean, the, like if you go to Amsterdam, I went to Amsterdam, the red light district, like at 2 p.m. And my God, the people that you see at 2 p.m. at the red light district is very different than the people that you see at like 10 p.m. And this you know? is like 2 p.m. between Houston and Galveston, like someplace like. Oh, Leak my C- God. I could only city, Texas. I can only they, imagine they, the they folds. Should, they should have strip clubs open. In they the do. morning. They do. <laughs> no, 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 like at 9 a.m. They do. <laughs> they I don't know about do. 9 a.m. Is there, is there a strip club that's open at 9 a.m.? I don't know. I, I, you I bet think... there is. You bet their ass there is right I mean, now. Like, oh, like... my God. Like, how does how does a person that frequents strip clubs even wake up at, like, 8 a.m. to he get was ready to scare... go to strip no, club I mean, by 9 Okay, in my opinion, I, I think guys are phys- physiologically just hornier in the morning just due to gravity. <laughs> it just makes the most sense to me. For a strip club to be open in the morning, they well, are. I mean, you, what are you we, most about? most There's... men wake up with an erection, right? Yeah, so. that's that's what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. But after a certain age, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen to you. <laughs> but it'll just be fun. Brought to you by our new sponsor. But you're you're not in morning traffic to go to work. You're, you're going to a strip club. <laughs> you, don't even, you don't have a job to go to. You're just going to the strip club at 9 a.m. With enough money, you can do anything. With enough money, you can do anything. I got to clock in at the strip club. <laughs> 
Maybe. And he had CDs too, so he had to bring in like loads of CDs and stuff like that. Lola is expecting oh, me at nine a.m. And he was losing his vision as it was as time was going on. He was also losing his vision. Oh so, wow! So he couldn't really read the computers and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and there's it's. He was like he'd still mentally bring home the work with him because he like he really hated what he did. Wait, so so do like strippers like request certain songs? Yes, of course, oh, of yes. course. Yeah. And he just and he hated it so much that it bled into his act. <laughs> okay. Where he was, you know, I don't know. I think being a strip club DJ would be fun. You know, like, what did he hate about being a strip club <laughs> DJ? There's a lot of stories that come along with that job. Not being tipped enough by the dancers. Okay. Oh, he, he's still getting paid though. He right? was still getting paid. Yeah. And I spoke to his manager after he died because uh, one of one of his managers at the strip club who he'd talk about and he'd talk about me with him and stuff like that. Like somebody it was like it was like almost like meeting a character after the sitcom had ended, you know, another like side character in their own sitcom and like his sitcom had ended. And then I met a side character that I heard about. And then I finally talked to him, his manager at the strip club. And the reason why it was given Tuesday 2 a.m. shifts and Wednesday 2 a 2 p.m. Sorry, Tuesday at 2 p.m. Like two to four was because he could do the the late night shift. He was, but he'd spend all the money in drugs. Is what what he said. Oh, okay. so it'd go through it and be even worse and lose more money. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just it's just one of those characters, just very volatile. I mean, he, this is a guy that helped me beat the shit out of the guy that shot me. Right. You should talk yeah. about this guy in your ass. Yeah, this, he, is, uh, this is great. These stories are crazy. Yeah, Fred. <laughs> great stories. Fred, like before, when I met Fred, what got me in comedy there was a tropical storm. Wait, wait. Let's let's, let's save that for a bit because yeah. we're, we're still on this cancer story. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we, we, we I met, took a sidetrack to Fred. Yes. He you with a spatula. Yes. And then yes. you had to leave the the apartment. I or? eventually I was moving out already. Okay. I, and then you I, met this girl with I cancer. I met this girl with cancer. I was I was hosting an open mic. I was working at a law office as an assistant for a divorce lawyer. And then <laughs> oh my, you were an assistant to it. That must have what so many fuck? stories. Seven years, yes. You must uh, know a lot about divorces. Yes, I do. That'll <laughs> fuck you up more than going from school to school. How, how did you yeah. get this job? You were getting under, uh, I under met, the table I met pay. when I was uh, when I was working at Best Buy. And made friends with a lawyer. Wait, did you work in the Geek Squad? No. Okay. I, this was, I was like, going to say. This, like, no. Thank you for thinking that. <laughs> I can I can fix MacBooks up to 2015. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. So, yeah, that was another thing I did was I fixed other comics. I fixed computers for other people and got mm-hmm. paid for that, too. So, it's just all random shit. Yeah. So, I was working in a law office doing open mic, and then I was also sound guy at the Houston Improv, too. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that, doing comedy, and I met I met the girl. Her name was Kaya Richards. Uh, I met her and her husband, and this was her last. And this was her last. Um, this was her first time meeting her. She was drinking a lot, doing her first open mic on her last birthday. Hold on. Yeah, it was her last birthday. Um, I actually read about her in the Houston Press, where she said it was terminal. Basically, um, she and her husband are also Orthodox Jews, so they look like something out of you'd see a like young couple you'd see on Pico Boulevard. Yeah, and, yeah, Yarmulke and yeah, Yarmulke yeah. and the Talis and stuff like that, and they're just kind of hanging out with their neighbors and stuff like that. And we just kind of connected, talked about how I visited New York and stuff like that, and just joking and having a good time. And 
as I got to know her, I'd actually would visit them because they lived next to the law office I'd work to. So I'd take them from, I'd work at the law office. Then I'd pick them up, take them to an open mic, you know, just kind of get them out. And we just, you know, eventually other comics started doing that. Uh, another comic friend was taking care of them while I was working one night at the improv. And this is over the spawn of like three months. You see a girl that looks up, you know, with a Natalie Portman figure waist away to basically looking like Yoda, like a like an adult old Yoda, not baby Yoda. And, mm. you know, no hair, <laughs> okay. skin, bones, you know. And it got to the point where she had to have a box connected to her where she all she had to do was press a button on the box and she'd get hit with the painkillers. Because I'm working at the improv doing uh, doing sound. And I get a call from a friend of mine that was looking after and said, hey, Al, we got her wrecked. We need you to pick right after. I know work is over. I need you to pick them up and take them home. So I, I picked them up, say, hey, are you, how are you doing, Kaya? And she presses that box and she says, I will feel fine real soon. And I take them to their place. And what, I kinda, what did she have? What kind of cancer? A, uh, bone cancer. Bone cancer. She had it when she was 16. And then it came yeah, back. Yeah, bone cancer does. And it came back like the ninth month after marriage hmm. when she was married to her husband. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, go on. Yeah. And so long story short they're hanging out with me while i'm moving the stuff out of from one apartment to another and she goes avi wouldn't it be great if al gave us a coffee table this is a strange make a wish you know what i'm not going to be the guy to deny a dying girl a coffee table Mm. (laughs) right this is a weird make a wish but sure i'll do it so I'm so this is this is just a random girl that yeah you, you, you just, just met, just met mm-hmm. and this is within three months you become friends you right. connect it's you just kind of connect and you hang out and whether and she was know, coming to the comedy store uh, the, no the, this is the laugh stop the laugh stop the laugh stop she was coming then, to that she was, she went to laugh stop and she connected with a couple other comics right and we just kind of would hang I would pick them up take them to the open mics. You know. Did she do open mics? Was she? A she did a couple. Yeah, she did a couple sets. Mm. I mean, she did a couple sets. Of Mike even took her to some poetry mics. She did some poetry too. Yeah, you know, because that's just you know. This, this is what I love about open mics. This is why this is called the open micer podcast. <coughs> yeah, the, the characters that you meet. Yeah, that are open micers. And I are, did. This are is the back. Cr- the kookiest. Oh yeah. Most uh, fun uh, characters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, so so who would you say like or what uh, what what opened the door to of stand up for you? Wait, like, he didn't, he hasn't finished the story. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We're at the coffee, at the coffee table of, portion. There's a lot of... St- okay. So, yeah. So, you know, we hang out. They, You know, because comics... This is like early 20s Texas. Uh, my me, Early 2000s. Like mid-2000s. Yeah. 2004, 2000. Into 2004, beginning in 2005. I'm like 25, you know, younger, more reckless. And I'm just kind of being... Just kind of hanging out, doing a cool thing. They're just cool people, good people, you know. And... So I get, so I do an open mic one night. And I decide, you know what, I'm I'm young. I can stay up late. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna have, I have a plan. My plan is one: return my my bootleg copy of a man cult hero with Jet Li to my friends Quentin and Justin. But before I do that, after I do, I'm gonna then first I'm gonna do open mic. Then I'm gonna go put the coffee tr- coffee table my pickup truck, drop over to Kaya and Avi. 
after the open mic be considering that cancer fucks up your sleeping patterns, so they have the same patterns as open micers. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to go drop off the table. After I drop off the table, then I'll see my other friends and drop off the bootleg DVD of the Jet Li classic, <laughs> A Man Called Hero. Amazing movie, by the way. Great freaking movie. Uh, so I... Um, Drive. I was. I after. I have one of my best sets ever. Like every joke is connecting. Like my diction is perfect. Set up. Punch. Boom. 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 So I've never I, heard it referred to as diction before. Yeah, because it's <laughs> diction. Yeah, my diction. I, I like, like it. You know, I can say the full words. Mm-hmm. I'm enunciating, and I get to their place, and I call my friend Avi. Say, Hey, Avi, I'm close by. I'm about ten minutes away. He's like, Damn it, Al, just go home. No, you're up. I'm up. I got this coffee table. Let's do this. So I get to the front porch of their apartment. And I see what are three teenagers with hoodies on and masks, pre-social media, not social media, social distancing era, masks over their face. Like COVID masks? They look like COVID masks. Mm, But but it's like bandanas. Bandanas and hoodies. And they're looking into my friend's windows. Now I'm going to go step back, go back to my car, call my friends. Hey, Avi, call the cops. But as I'm about thinking that, my phone goes off. Oh, no. And at the time, my ringtone was the theme to the Clint Eastwood classic, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Mm. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. They look at me. I look at them, we chuckle, I answer the phone. Miho, I heard it, I had a dream about you. I love you, mom. Bye. Thanks, God. So I keep walking to the door, and the kids are now behind me. And I hear my friend, damn it, Al, I'm coming. Damn it, Al. And I start knocking even more faster. He's like, damn it, Al. And as soon as my friend Avi opens the door, I said, dude, get the dogs. Now, they only have like chihuahuas and stuff. They don't really have dogs. And one of the kids pulls out the gun, and the gun doesn't go off. Wait, a kid pulled. Hold hold on. I'm trying to get the logistics right. So the the kids are at the window of the house that you're going to. But now they're behind me. They're at the window looking into the porch. Mm -hmm. They see me. I see them. I walk to the door. They walk behind me. Okay. While I'm at the door, I knock on the door. Wait, what time of this day is, is this? Uh, midnight? Okay. This is midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Midnight off of yeah, in south south southeast Houston, and and this is where the cancer girl lives. Yes, this okay. is where she was living, and one of the kid pulls out a gun. Gun doesn't go off. He tries to shoot this person immediately. He just without, tries to shoot, period. He, without saying like, hey, give me your stuff or anything like that. He I just know. wants to shoot a fucking yeah. gun. Wow. Yeah. And he wants to kill this person? Well, he wants to get what the cancer people got. Good drugs. Oh, oh they're after oh, the drugs. That makes sense. Painkillers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's what And they I happen think. to know that this person has cancer, so they want to oh, raid yeah. the medicine cabinet? Yeah. Wow, and they're just fucking just going in guns blazing. They can't. Well, they had one gun. The gun didn't go off, so no, so much for guns blazing. Did you hear like a, a click? It went click. Wow, holy shit! So the gun went click, 
And so I pop up. Did you up. exchange any words with these kids well, before I pop, you? No, I, we just laugh, you know, because the phone, my phone went off. Jig is up. My, my phone went off. They know I'm here. I know they're here. Now I'm at the door. Shit's going to get real. And shit did get real because after the gun went off, I puff up between the door. My friends on one side, those got kids on the other. I puff up and I say, bring it on. I've already been shot. So the biggest kid punches me right over here. And this You're half of the at lip goes lower over, lip. Right. Lower lip. This half of the lower lip goes on one side. The other half of the lower lip goes on the other oh side. Oh, my gosh. And my teeth are sticking out like a pug. And I and my mouth is just running with just like blood, like venom, you know. Like, mm-hmm. And I just start sp- and I, and I start spitting blood at them and yelling out AIDS, and they run away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Oh, my God. That is intense. That's I'd say the other funny. story is still more crazy than this story. <laughs> yeah, but it's still a pretty crazy story. Jeez. Oh, but it gets crazier because then mm. – my friends who are going to go drop off the bootleg movie to show up. The cops show up. They hand me an application for police academy. Uh, you know, have you thought about being a cop, young man? No. I don't want to do this on a daily basis. Uh, my friends show up, and they actually stick around and watch my friend's place, my other, like, like you know, her place and, my, and her husband's place while the, that night. Uh, my mom shows up. We go to like one hospital. They want to cut off the lip. We eventually oh, go to another Christ. hospital. They shoot. So your lip literally split in half. Yeah. And then we go back to the original hospital I went to, and they have a doctor training on staff who then had um, shoots me up with morphine and just stitches my lip together in front of a bunch of students. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's- that seems like meth strength or something. Yeah, yeah I've never heard of that, that never from a punch. That from yeah, adrenaline's a motherfucker. Yeah, you know this is this was a good friend of mine, and she died like about a month later. Oh my gosh, she passed away like a month later, and you know I got to. You still gave her the coffee table, right? Yeah. So she got to enjoy that coffee it. table for that month. <laughs> yes, it was. They did enjoy the coffee table, you know. <laughs> And then, like, my schedule went from law office, comedy club, hospice. Law office, comedy club, hospice. You know, and, you know, and then I get a call while I'm bringing up people to, you know, I get a call that she passed away and then the funeral's on Super Bowl Sunday and then I have to begin the show. Hey, who's ready to have a good time at the improv? Get ready for our next comic, Gabriel Iglesias. Woo! Yeah, having to bring up Gabriel Iglesias oh after you gosh. hear news that your friend died, you know, oh. and then you know it's it's there's like a like life just keeps handing you sucker punches, and you just get back up. Yeah, I, I was actually going to talk about that, but but what what does give you like you know the, the motivation to keep on going? Because because it because it also sounds like earlier like. Like like in the in the back of your head, you also have like a bit of a a misanthropic view of society. Like, uh, yet yet you still like you you don't let it get to you. Yeah, at the end of the day, immigrant parents, mm-hmm. immigrant, and I'll cons- and I'll even consider my grandma to be a parent. Mm-hmm. Immigrant parents, you know, come from much worse. It's like, oh, you think that's bad? 
Life hasn't stuck its dick into you, son. Not yet. You have it so easy, you know. Uh, my dad is. My dad pretty much escaped a country that became a theocracy. Mm-hmm. My grandma came from 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 like farm people in Mexico on my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's just you know my stepmom from the Philippines. You know, coming from Cebu. You know, to living the life that she lives right now with my dad is worlds away. There's that. There's that fighting spirit that you see with that, you know, we complain with what we got, but you see that different perspective. Being passed around, you see different perspectives on things, and you just kind of, you know, and that's what you and that's what you do. You know that a lot of people have it harder, and you're just and you're living the life that they wish they could have had. Mm-hmm. Knowing that that, you know, right now there's a thousands there's thousands of people, millions of people right now. That, that wish they were here in this room talking about connecting with folks, making folks laugh, surviving these crazy stories. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are thousands of people that share our exact DNA, that made up all our DNAs, that wish they could be right here in this room just having a f- great fucking time. We might as well live it up for them. But and, but but why why comedy like what opened the door uh, of stand up to you like yeah what was like your introduction to it and what did you fall in love with it for such a long time ah you just you you saw a lot of stand ups mm-hmm. you see a lot of stand ups in TV you see a lot of that connecting then you connect with then you find comics that connect with you George Carlin Bill X Mitch Hedberg. Uh, and you kind of keep that and you keep that in your head like how do they give these thoughts and communicate these thoughts and I don't feel so alone because I hear all these similar thoughts when everybody else is saying the exact opposite mm. it's not fitting not being able to fit in and you hear these voices from people that you'll never that eventually you do meet sometimes like you eventually do you you have these full circle moments where you do meet these people, yeah, and you know, and you, I eventually, I also got to meet a lot of people growing up in Texas, reading authors and stuff like that. You meet these people, and you learn that they communicate, and you're just some kid that is stuttering, so you're trying to find some way to communicate. Did you what, have a stutter? Oh hell yeah! Oh really? Yes. Wow. Stuttering is when you when you have so many thoughts that you want to that you just want to say them all at once you can't talk too you can't talk fast enough when did you lose your stutter uh probably when i got punched in the face <laughs> <laughs> are you serious yeah because wow, because the lip it swollen and then i had to slow down when i spoke mm. i had to re- learn how to talk because you touch your lower lip wow so wow. you had a stutter until you got punched by that teenager Yes, that's, uh, that's that is that's wild. Reality. That is brutal reality. That is so reality yeah. So, like, uh, I mean, at that point, you were still doing stand up. So, were you? Studying? I was starting stand up in two thousand and one. This happened in two thousand and five. So, you were studying as you were doing stand up. Oh, of course, I was horrible. Mm. You know, there's two types of comics, in my opinion, as far as open mics go, and I mean comics that really do love the process. One are performers learning to write. And the others are writers learning to perform. Mm, that's a good. That's a good way to break it down. You know, and and, and these are broad strokes. Yeah, and you can put, you can kind of put that on every comic that's an open yeah. maker. You know, you can either say, oh, they're a total performer, 
but they don't really have material. Or you can say, you know, their, their jokes are sharp, but they don't really have a persona. Right? right. Or they could get to there a lot quicker and it's learning to cut yeah. the fat out. And you kind of have to, and each time, it's like writing. Each time you're on stage, you're going through a draft is what it is. And the other part of it is learning to read people. It was something I learned while I was sound guy at the improv. I got to see like Tommy Davidson look at the audience before, as they were getting in and sizing them up. You know. So so what do you so it sounds like when it comes to your writing process, it's you actually figure it out like on the stage. That's really interesting. Yeah. Like part of it's on the stage. Sometimes you have a funny like you have a funny sentence and you write it down and then you kind of and then you also learn that what is the context to the bit? Like how do you bring the context to the bit? Like okay, I want to do this joke about dating, but how do I lead to it because you also have to acknowledge that because it's a live performance, what did the performer before you do? Did he bring you up? Did he bring the audience down? Do you have to climb out a hole? Did he make some sort of other reference? Because when you're on stage, you're not like a Chuck E. Cheese robot. You know, you're the uh -huh. birthday, you're the birthday boy or girl. You're not a Chuck E. Cheese robot doing material. You're in a space with other people, and you want to make them laugh. And you got this one thing you want to say. But it's okay if you don't go to it. It's okay if you don't do all your material at once. You, As long as you connect and you're interesting, then you just continually improve. And it's just learning to listen. It's it's in like part of – it is like a conversation because that joke, that, that laughter happens in a moment of time. And it's – and you can't – and you – and you had to be there, man. You had to be there. And that's what it is, what we're doing right now. And what you right now are doing at home or listening into your headphones right now is you're there right now in this moment. Uh, can you talk more about like, uh, like, like your, your opinions on, on, on the comic persona? Like, like for instance, like, uh, like we, we find it interesting that, that you wear a suit in, in, in your routine. Is it, is it just something you do or is it part of like the routine? Like I look like an adult. Okay. I look like a responsible adult. Mm -hmm. And early on I would dress like I looked like, which was like an extra from a Kevin Smith film when I first started. Mm -hmm. And eventually I realized, well, you know what? I look better dressed up. I look better, you know, and nothing hides man boobs better than what? A tweed jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and and I do have to thank all my the trans trans men community for introducing me to binders. So now I don't have the man boobs. Wait, wait, binders? <laughs> I, I don't I use binders, I... but they've been telling me about binders that I could just instead of having to wear a jacket, I just could just get binders and hi hide my man boobage. Is is that? I had no idea that was a thing. That's the one of the main reasons that you wear a jacket. Is yeah, to hide, hide my man, man boobs. boobs. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I have man boobs, and it nothing. <laughs> that would be such a good bit, though. Yeah. Like, why, why that, yeah, that is a that? killer bit right <laughs> there. You, you, you ha absolutely have I to just, add that into the bit. I've done this before, but I do. But it's the truth. <laughs> truth oh in comedy. God. Oh my God! Yes. Jesus. Yeah, and I look better dressed up. I dressed down with a shirt. Hey, who's this schmuck with glasses and man boobs? With a jacket and a coat, I look like a professor. Oh, my God. And if I carry a clipboard, then you think I'm in charge of something. <laughs> yeah? 
but speaking of like 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 the writing uh, process, like uh, I was really curious about like uh, like how you came up with this this one joke uh, where um, it went something like uh, like 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 relationships or or like when when the free trial expires. I, I forgot. How okay. It went exactly. Yes. Yes. Talk to us about that joke. Okay. Trying to well, get for, first off, can you yeah do the do the bit for us? Okay. Trying to get into a relationship after hooking up on the first date is like trying to press subscribe after the free trial. Okay, so that, that is a, that is a head scratcher. You know? Like, like I, it I just, mean, like, like I, we, I have my own interpretation. I don't even know yeah, if it's right. Yeah, like, we, we thought about that joke for a while, like trying to like take it apart. Because I like the person. That's why. And you, you, you like the person. is like, oh, wow, they happen to have sex with me, but... We didn't even have a date, but now I kind of want to get to know this person more. You know, it's like that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. So it's so it's 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 like you sign up, and like you know, you're you're always in the mode like, oh, like I'm only gonna watch this one thing and then then jet out. But because you like them so much, you just let it run. Yeah. Well, I just I like them, and I just want to can I want to see more episodes. I want more episodes, man. Okay. 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 Oh, okay, okay, okay. I yeah, yeah, that. I was right. I was yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag okay. simping ain't easy. Wait, wait, wait. Say that joke again. It's just the verbiage of it. Hashtag simping ain't oh, easy. Oh, no, no, no. The, the, the... Oh. Trying to get a relationship with somebody after sex on the first date is like trying to press subscribe after the free trial. <laughs> See, every time I hear that, I get... Like I have to I, think it about it. It makes me feel stupid, though. It's <laughs> <just> like I <laughs> have to, okay. yeah, I have to like, go back stupid. and like remember what it was, and, 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 and it you have to think about it, it for there's, a while. There's, there's, there's like truth in it. Try, yeah. Trying you, to get into a relationship after sex on the first date, but is you like need trying like a, to hit subscribe after the free after trial. the free trial. Yeah. And it, and it, and there's so many factors. Yeah. Yeah. In that in that phraseology. Yeah. Right? Like you need like an IQ over like. Like uh, one fifteen, <laughs> or you have to, or you have to have hooked up with somebody that's like, wow, not only was there sex, but I like this person. I want to see more of them. They make me want to be a better human being, even when they're not being good. You know? Wow, I I I, th- I think that's like always like that for me but it's you know we're human beings we you know why should catching feelings be considered bad when really we're all we're all feeling human beings and it's cool to be with somebody that caught feelings too and you kind of you know want to be with you want to you know divide the pain multiply the joy if they do the exact opposite then go fuck themselves Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and, uh, and I have to, I have to g- agree with you completely. That simping ain't easy. It's, simping ain't it's easy. Not, it's not. It's the most <laughs> difficult thing. But wait, that's not simping though. Some people do consider it simping. Okay, if you're but, in a relationship and you're the one that clicks the subscribe button, yeah, then you're not a simp. You're just somebody that signed up for some free. Right, sex. but everybody, everybody has different definitions of it, because. Everybody has a different definition of what a man is, what simping is, what. Oh, yeah, yeah I want to hear this. Like, everybody, what is a real man and what is simping? But, well, I don't okay, know a, what a real simp, man is. A simp would ask for the girl to no, hit the no, subscribe I, button. I, I, no, I don't you know? want your definition. I want no, his just, definition. We all have different definitions. That's what I'm saying. We all. But have when different. It, like some people will describe simping as when you're more into them than they are into you. Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. to me, that's that's how. And it that's is. just called being a human fucking being. It's mm. called being a human being. It's you know, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable. 
Some people consider that any sign of vulnerability is hashtag sipping. Oh, yeah, yeah. As, as soon as, I don't know, in my opinion, like, as soon as, like, you care more about she does you, like, it's already over. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to work But it's out. okay. You're going to lose. We're all going to lose. Mm-hmm. That's why we fight to win. Yeah. Because why not? Not gonna make it out alive. I'm still thinking about that subscribe button joke. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you are? Yes, I'm still thinking about it. Fucking he, he essays just, and just, shit. Yeah, the, I, <laughs> just the, the condensation of all of those things into one sentence. I think the problem was, is like it's 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 almost too concise. Yeah, 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 yeah. If it was like a, a like a, a one minute story, you know, I think we would be able to right, get all the but, factors into it. But like that condensation into one sentence is what makes it just like mind blowing. Yeah. Like, well, I can't explain all the crazy things. You know, they has to be cut down to sentences because nobody has the patience to listen to. Like, oh, how do I go into the shooting stuff? How do I go to this? You know, how do I go into that? Because there's all sort like. The show I did before y'all, I lived like a version of a comics nightmare. Uh, my car had broken down on Sunset and Gower on Saturday night, 8 oh my p.m. God. That's not a good time. Dressed up like I was for the show because I was getting ready to do a show. And it was hot outside. Uh-huh. It was and like I was 100. telling people to go around me waiting for AAA as the show Oh shit! I was supposed to be on was going on right behind me with an earshot. Oh, my gosh. My God. Yeah. Mm. And, yeah, long story short, I had to call AAA twice to get my car to its parking spot. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much, when I went to the, sh- like, and it happened the day, like, two days after the first um, Tragedy Factory show, and then the second Tragedy Factory show, I took the subway, the red line, walked, and then I got picked up by another comic who just happened to be driving on the road and noticed me and drove me the rest of the way to the gig. Hmm. You know, so it's like, you know, how do I explain these crazy things? Well, I got to figure out how to Ernest Hemingway it and say the most with the least amount of words because, <laughs> you know, open mic audiences, everyone's got the karaoke effect. Everybody's trying to get the lyrics to their own song was what oh, it yeah, is. Oh, speaking of that, w- w- who do you have like more respect for, like audiences or, or other open micers? Like, depends. Depends. It okay. depends. Yeah. Well, I, just in general, like like on average. I, I respect. You know what? I have to have respect to every open micer because they're going and saying, because there's a lot of people that said that they're going to do it and they never even wrote a joke, never even got on stage. At least they're doing it. Yeah. And that's and the audience member, God bless you for being here and listening to my fucking ramblings. Mm-hmm. You know, that's awesome. You're actually listening and you wanna awesome. You're here. You're listening. Thank you. You're here. You're trying to make laughter out of the misery of your life. Thank you. You know, I may not like who you are as a person, but you're fucking awesome. <laughs> I may despise each and everything about you, your fucking philosophy, how you smell, how you dress, the way you look at me. But you know what? You're out there. You're doing your thing. That's awesome. Mm. You want to bring laughter to other people. Sweet. Mm-hmm. There's Why should I hate? That's like hating firefighters. How dare you <laughs> run into a burning building and save the lives of strangers? 
How dare you do that? I can't that? think of many people that like just hate firefighters <laughs> other than like just people that like uh are the relatives that are just really insecure like the relatives. Oh, relatives hate firefighters really? Cuz they're people too. Oh, okay. Oh, everybody okay. hates their yeah. siblings. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, um there there was like another joke uh like uh, 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 I think it went something like like uh, at the end of it, it, it had something to do with Alhambra. Can you like ex- explain that one? A- oh, and recite oh, something it again? about opportunity, right? Like conserv. This is about conservatives against multiculturalism. Uh, yeah, there, yeah, you're having a lot of like right now. I'm noticing a lot of conservatives still using the same basic bitch story that oh no, the the invasion's coming from. Down south from the Hispanics, and it's coming from the and it's coming from the Hispanics. It's coming from Asia and mm-hmm. Mexico. Like, wow, you just described Alhambra. Can you can you do that joke for us in, oh. in terms of the wording? I'm still working on it, but let me. I'm going to try my best. Yes. Taking off glasses, so now you know I'm serious because <laughs> I have bad vision, and I can. It's better that you're blurry. Okay. Uh, yeah, you got people that, that are against age. They're afraid of Asian immigrants. They're against, they're against Asian immigrants. They're against Arab immigrants. They're against Middle East. They're against you know Mexicans and Hispanics. And it's like, wow, you're afraid of Hispanics and other minorities taking over America. Well, you know what that place is called? That place is called Alhambra. <laughs> That's what that place is. That's that's another head scratcher. Yeah, yeah. Or, or that place is called Los Angeles. Oh, okay. Yeah, it yeah. works better with Los Angeles. With Los Angeles. Yeah, like, see, oh, now oh, see, this is <laughs> you, you see, this is what we do at open mics. This is we talk, we try it out. This yeah. is a draft. Uh, we now added a tag. Okay. We changed we changed the wording of a joke. Now the joke has been made better. Yeah, because I don't think a lot of people, other than people who like go uh, to Alhambra. Yeah, like eat chi- a lot of Chinese food. Yeah, know? there's a lot of Chinese food and oh, they got has the, Mexican food. They have too. the best fucking Chinese food on the on oh man on the planet besides in China. Seriously, they have I the had, best Chinese well, food uh, on the that, planet. That's what I think about Alhambra. Like, I had yeah. Uigar, um, like uh, Dolan. Chinese yeah, Dolan's. Dolan's. dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, best, best place ever. Yeah, right. save these people. Don't kill them. They're I th- awesome. I think most people in LA though don't know what Alhambra even is though, and like the association for for me was just Chinese food. So I was trying to piece that joke right. together. And I was but there's like, wow. Mexicans there too. There are Mexicans there. Yeah, who worked oh. the kitchen? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I mean Mexicans in quotation mark. You know, right. whatever part of the of the of the Latin you know diaspora you're a part of or colonization you are, you're considered. Mexican by most of America. So you're equating immigrants with opportunity and then saying that like LA is basically a land of opportunity and saying like you must hate the place that you're from. Right. You must hate if you're afraid of if you're afraid of immigrants. Well, I got something to tell you. That's most of America. Forty percent of Generation Y is of mixed parentage. Mm-hmm. You know, is is mixed, and that's you know, it's really like, oh, you're afraid of all these strange people. Well, guess what? They're called Americans. They've been here for more than a hundred years. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now I got it. Okay. Now yeah. I got it. That, okay. That reminds me. Uh, so so Zio uh, Zio actually showed me your your website. Uh, yeah. And like, I I found this phrase like really fascinating, like ethnic chameleon. Can you like expand on that? What do you need me to be? 
What I, okay. I play? I have played. I've done a lot of uh, extra work, and I've played everything okay. from. You know, that's frowned upon these days. Right? Hey, In the last work four is or five work. years. Hey, look, I got like a union check for just playing around on the good place, and they just happened to capture me uh, lighting a cigarette with a candle, and then I got a union check out of that. Wow, damn, SAG is expensive. So it was nice. It was yeah. a nice ten cent check. It okay. was pretty cool, but I got a union voucher. Okay. So I, I'm not part of SAG, but I got a union voucher out of it. Mm-hmm. I've done everything from playing an Orthodox Jew on, um, was it, on um, Transparent? Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, to like uh, Palestinian on Transparent. <laughs> <laughs> the same show. <laughs> same show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to an Israeli on Transparent. To, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah to. You can play all of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, to um, uh, now and there, uh, to like a dude on Glow. Like I played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so an ethnic chameleon is kind of like like like. Just like, put uh, me in a like different like, like, like a like like uh, Oscar Isaac, for example. Like, yeah. Is Oscar Isaac ethnic? Yes. Well, he can yeah. play a lot of different ethnicities. Yeah, so. that's worthy. Is, is he? He's technically like Cuban. half Cuban. Yeah. Oh, he's Cuban. Because remember, the Spaniards pretty much, you know, were everywhere. Yeah. They, they went mm-hmm. everywhere around the world. And that's mm-hmm. just, they just mixed with everybody. So everybody's like, you know, that area, like people have always been mixing is what it is. You know, Spain's been mixing around. And even before like Europe, there were barbarians before they became Europeans. And before the Romans were even mixing because human beings like to travel and fuck. That's why. Hmm. Only, only the successful ones. Damn right, ask like, Genghis Khan. If I was an actor, I could play Korean, Japanese, Chinese. That's it. If you know you their know. language, though, yeah. No, you don't even have to know their language. Yeah, well, like, not just, if you're just, just an extra. I'm just saying that like, there's role. like yeah. there's there's uh, ethnic people that are just like generically ethnic. Yeah, and they yeah. can just kind of play anything, you know. Right. Like, like you're kind of like that. You can play. Well, no, no, no. Like, I, you could I, probably I can be only like play like. You know, you could probably uh, be Filipino Hispanic or Thai, Mexican. Or you could probably, Native you could probably be Mexican, Mexican. Native American, definitely. Yeah. yeah, Mexican, Mexican, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Like some people are just very specifically ethnic. You know, mm-hmm. like I'd never be able to get away with Mexican. Some people are genuinely shocked that like, oh, people thought I was Mexican, but I get that all the time. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Because uh, there are Mexicans that look like you. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, there are even Mexicans that look like you too. I mean, it's. I mean, Mexicans and Asians. Yeah. Sometimes there's a lot of overlap. There's, you know? there's a, a lot, lot of, of Hispanics that look very. There Asian. was an overlap back uh, during the Chinese Exclusion Act when uh, Chinese immigrants would come through Mexico and claim that they're Mexican to go to California. Wow, they'd have to get a tan first. They'd have to get quite a tan. <laughs> I don't know if you could pass if you're just like some porcelain skin Chinese quite, person. There's porcelain skin Mexican folks too. So. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, oh yeah, not to the point of like looking Chinese though, with like the the black thick hair. Well, and you also got the, a lot of uh, well, also a lot of Mexicans that have Indian blood in that. Not Indian. I'm sorry, native blood in yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of natives that you know it's, that the features kind of overlap. Hmm. Human being, you know, they have two eyes, they have fingers, and you know. That's just, you know, and some people are just so racist that they can't tell the difference between anybody. Mm. <laughs> I do wonder that, like, uh, when you see, like, one race of, like, cat, for example, like, when you see Yorkies, right? Yeah. All Yorkies pretty much look like Yorkies. Like, I can confuse one Yorkie for another. But eventually... Without any, without any like, you know... Like, right. It's all Toto to you. Yeah. It, it, they look the same. It's I don't know. You know? Uh, to me, it's, like, both, like, like 
not racist at all and racist to not distinguish racist. <laughs> like, what? It's also not racist in a way to not be able to distinguish races because it's like you're kind of just taking people as they are. You like, take people as they are and you learn who they are and then you kind of can like, okay, this person's part Irish. Yeah, spe- the Irish especially eyes, like you if know? you've lived in a place like, I don't know, yeah. Arkansas right. where you don't see any Asians ever. You know, yeah. like how are you supposed to distinguish the look of like the difference between Chinese and Korean, for example, right? Like you kind of can't. Know, until you get there, right? That so it's King not particularly racist, right? Are you right. Chinese or Japanese? Yeah, I'm from Laos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, how how are we doing for time? Like, uh, we're at one twenty. We can quit any time. Do you have any more questions? Um, uh, okay. Uh, we're about twenty minutes over, but we can keep going. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just have to know, like, um, uh. What is your favorite movie? Swallowtail Butterfly by Shunji Iwai. Oh my god, I actually saw that movie. Fucking love it. It is an amazing movie. You have to see that movie, by the way. It's really good. Yentown, yo. What is it about? Do you watch a lot of independent films? Yes. Okay, I I somehow knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, Swallowtail Butterfly. It's just about a group of immigrants coming together, making the best of things. It's such an artistic movie. Yeah. I don't even even know if that director still makes things. Yeah, Shunji Iwai still makes things. Okay. He uh, did a uh, segment in the... uh, uh, film thing called New York I Love You with Orlando Bloom and Christina Ricci. That was a long time ago, though. But he also did, he's also got other things, too. Uh, he also did uh, anime adaptations of Hana and Alice. Uh, he also did anime. Okay. Yeah, so he's he's still working and still around. Did Vampire in 2013. He's got, like, a couple other but, uh, things. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, like... Uh, Japanese he's, guy? He's such yeah. a... He, well, he uses music in a such a beautiful way. Yeah. Yeah, um... It's like it's like it's almost like Wong Kar Wai um, lighting almost, and it's also handheld. And there's some crane shots, but he knows how to do. Like he just ha- like the sto- like the movie. It's it a very like, poetic sensibility. Uh, but it's work. all but there's crime, there's gunshot, there's violence, there's yeah, and but and there's like an interesting sense of pacing. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's not for everybody. Definitely mm. not. Definitely not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But yeah, you know, yeah. Like I said, you you seem like like a real artist above all, and and I really appreciate that, especially like in the stand up world, and and I guess uh, we'll we'll exit with that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You guys are fun. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I'll start sending. This is. You guys are fun. I hope to hear more episodes. Looking forward to hearing more episodes. Welcome back after the pandy. Yay. Goodbye. Goodbye.